I guess after three months, finally, I did ask that question again. Well, what do you exactly do? What do you do? My dad still doesn't know to this day. I can't explain. I don't even know what you're doing. Like, so, yeah. That's right. We all know as mortgage brokers, it's like the end of the conversation as soon as you say I'm a mortgage broker. So after getting out of bed, because things were quite hot and heavy for the first three months, we really didn't think much about anything else. And- <laughs> this is a G-rated podcast, Tracy. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Today on the show, I have Tracy Luciani Price. She's based out of Fergus, Ontario. If you don't know where that is, look it up. It's a small town, 20,000 people, yet she's one of the top 75 brokers in the country. I think number 38, funding more than 100 million and 300 plus mortgages a year, which is impressive for being from a small town. She's such an upbeat and positive person. Absolutely loved my conversation with Tracy. A couple of big takeaways for me. First, she shares about how at her low point went through a divorce, a business failure, and how the lessons that came out of that helped her when she got into the mortgage business. She shares how starting her business in a small town was actually one of the keys to her success, even though you know her husband was like, I don't know if this is going to work in a small town. Turns out that it worked quite well. And then finally, she shares how running her business from Florida. So since COVID happened, she decided that, hey, I'm a people person, I need to get outside. So she went to Florida, ran her business from there. And she said that it's been amazing. They bought a place there and her clients are actually excited about that she's been able to do this and continue to serve them very well. So really enjoyed this conversation with Tracy. I think you're going to enjoy it as well. Also, just to give a shout out to our title sponsor. So Finmo, we partnered with them for a couple of reasons. One, they got a fantastic product. So if you've never seen what they do, if you're looking at getting documents collected. They got an amazing application on that. So check them out, finmo.ca slash ILMB. And two, because we do so many shows now, we've got a whole network of shows. And this has taken up a lot of my time, which I love to do. But I was like, okay, we needed somebody that we could partner with because we have some other shows planned as well. And we want to keep expanding the network with the whole goal of supporting the mortgage community. And so Finmo's come alongside of us and said, hey, we love what you're doing. I'm like, fantastic. I love your product. And so it worked out great for both of us. So check out finmo.ca slash ILMB. And yeah, thanks again for checking out this episode. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. Nice to finally meet you. Yes, I know we met briefly once at a conference, but it's great to reconnect. And so I'm going to dive in a little bit. You got an amazing business. You're from a small town. And I joke that, you know, Mark Good is the mayor of his town. You sound like you're the mayor of your town in terms of, you know, your production that you do there. But before we get to that, tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. Like, how did you get into the mortgage business? Because most people in kindergarten didn't say, when I grow up, I'm going to be a mortgage broker. We sort of, we found our way into this career. I'm just curious how you got here. Well, interesting. I made a complete right turn. I was 42 years old and I was broke and I was in a small town, even smaller than where I am now. And I had a small business that I was closing. I was in the radio, television, and video conferencing. And I met my husband online. And our first date, he said, I'm doing mortgage brokering. And I'm thinking to myself, mortgage brokering? My husband always did the mortgages. I don't know a thing about it. And so we fell crazy madly in love. He was from Toronto. and couldn't be without him and invited him up to my house to come and live and be the stepdad to my kids, which he did. And I guess after three months, finally, I did ask that question again. 
Well, what do you exactly do? What do you do? My dad still doesn't know to this day. I can't explain. I don't even know what you do. Like, so, yeah. That's right. We all know as mortgage brokers, it's like the end of the conversation as soon as you say I'm a mortgage broker. So after getting out of bed, because things were quite hot and heavy for the first three months, we really didn't think much about anything else. And <laughs> this is a G-rated <laughs> podcast, Tracy. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I said, what do you do? And he said, I'm doing mortgages in Toronto. And he had a big career. You know, he worked for CMHC, as I found out. He worked for Chicago Title. He was an underwriter. He was a home builder. His name is Ron Price. And he said, and I'm doing mortgages now in Toronto, but he said, you know, I'm not doing very well at it. He said, you know, I'm losing half the deals. People aren't loyal here. So I said, well, why don't we give it a try here in Fergus? Well, at that time we were in Mount Forest, which is even smaller than Fergus. So it's a town of about 5,000. He said, well, we'll starve there. What do people do for a living here? They're all on disability. He said, we used to take back houses in that area because he worked for CMHC in the 1970s. So he was very familiar with rural Ontario. And he says, we're gonna starve out here. Like what do people do for a living? People are on disability, they have bad credit. And I said, you know what, if it doesn't work, we can always move, but let's give it a try. And so that's what we did. And we both just went full force before we even got our first computer in those days, we couldn't even buy our own computer. Our broker had to, put it on time so we had to get a computer and we had to pay him back for it it's like, and a, layaway, it's like we, a layaway plan except you know. it was a layaway plan with the broker and before right. we even had a computer we had three deals so you know we were just like wanting to change our lives and we did of course it's been a ride 20 years is a long time to start with mortgages that are maximum, you know, uh, 60,000. I remember the first time after a few years, this was back in 2005, we would cheer if we got a mortgage for 200,000. It was like, oh my goodness, we're making it. We're finally making it. We've made it to 200,000. And now, you know, we're doing mortgages on average of about 450,000. So I believe in that early go, it enabled us to cut our teeth on the most difficult mortgages. And often there would be 10 other mortgage brokers who had looked at the deal and couldn't figure it out. And because I came from a right brain kind of career, I could always find a way. And so I would dream about mortgages. I lost a lot. We made a lot of mistakes in the early goes, both Ron and I, but we had a lot of fun. The first few years were just amazing because we were celebrating all the time. We did it. We did it. Oh, and by the way, we went on a radio program about a month in. I had an old radio friend that put me on his radio station. By the time we got home, we had 60 mortgages because in those days, in this particular area, no one knew what a mortgage broker was. So for the radio station, it was actually, actually here. really good. It was a really great marketing channel for you in that. That's in right. That time and we yeah. that just pole vaulted our career because it was like 60 mortgages. And that, of course, was a great year. So and then, oh, it's funny to talk about those early days. But what we used to do is we'd get in the car and we'd drive to all the laundromats and the bus stops. And we put up a flyer. If you make, you know, 30,000, you can afford this house. So we started sort of a flyer campaign and we'd go and sneak into apartment buildings and put it under the door of people's apartments. And by the end of the day, after driving whatever town we decided to go to, 
we would have at least one or two mortgages. Somebody would see that marketing piece and give us a call. And so, of course, one thing led to another. And many of those people from 20 years ago when we started are still our clients today. And actually now their children are because they want to make sure that they start on the right foot. Right. So you basically did some guerrilla marketing, it sounds like. So you did whatever to get in front of people on the front end. And so just out of curiosity, who does what on your team? I'd imagine that you have you and your husband. Is he still working the business? And if so, like, what are your different defined roles so that you're right. not Right. So he, he's fully retired now. And that's a really, you know, he's been working in it for the last 20 years, but he took a role more as advisor throughout the last five to 10 years. So it's been me and another broker and sadly, he was my best friend and he just died in December of cancer after oh, no. a six week diagnosis to death right before Christmas. And he was, oh. uh, he was with me all those years along with my husband and we were building the business. So that was sad. So my role is the senior broker really. And then I have my daughter, Melanie, and she's a junior broker and Sandy who have been in the office shadowing us for the last five years. So when I said that we were able to go to Florida, those two young ladies to shine. And so now we're splitting, you know, we try to aim for about 30 mortgages per month. And now we each do 10 per month. And then we have our admin, Lori and Donna, who will make sure that the documents are all done. And so we're doing 10 a month now, which is a lot better than it used to be because, you know, a year ago when I had Jimmy and I doing most of the business, it was, you know, Maybe I would do 15 to 16 and Jimmy would do, you know, 10 or 12. So it was always the bulk and it was always like I had to sit in the chair, you know, eight hours a day. It's not a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, at one point I realized and my husband was the one that encouraged me from going to those Vegas conferences. We have to make some lifestyle changes or, you know, you're just driving yourself into the ground. And so each time you sort of hit a wall and you say, this is where I'm supposed to be, you find out that, hey, this is the time that you need to move to that next level. So it's been a series of growths. And now finally, I've been able to slow down and watching the team members rise and shine. And now I know what we need to do if we do want to grow anymore. I'm not sure we do. I'm kind of really happy at this point. Maybe we will grow more, but I'm happy with the intimacy of our team. We've got each other's back. You know, we're all connected. We all have intimate relationships with our clients. We know their life stories, their personal Mm -hmm. life. And to, you know, move to another level where, you know, it just becomes transactional. I never want a business like that. Right. Okay. So you said a whole bunch of cool things that I want to just go back to. So you said, basically, your aim for 30 loans a month. 10 each. So there's you, Sandy, and your daughter, right? Is that correct? Right. And then you have two support people. When do the support people help? So I would assume you do the planning, you come up with the strategy, but then when does your support people step in to help you guys so that everybody on the team can hit that 10 loans a month each? Right. So depending on the file, of course, we try to get all our documents up front. So we're able to review, but of course, there's always some that don't get it to you. So right at the place where we have signed the client is usually when we hand the file over and then whatever is missing, whatever needs to be followed up on, the condition specialists look after that. They're in touch with the client. And then they are also responsible for phoning the lawyers, which is another step that we added. Phone the lawyers, make sure all the documents are correct. 
we prep the lawyer's file with everything, the property tax statement, the insurance, and all of that. So they have a complete package and we use only a select group of lawyers if we can. Right. Uh, obviously you can't always to close in the circle. Right. Make sure that the final process is actually smooth. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And then tell me about Florida. One of the questions I was going to ask you, but I might as well jump to it now is I was going to say, what's the biggest change you made to your business in the last 12 uh-huh. months? So tell me about this. What prompted you to want to go there? And then how did it work given that you're in a small community where people know you? They're like, hey, Tracy's my girl. What's been the challenges as well as the upsides to being able to do this? Right. Honestly, I was losing my mind in COVID. I'm a people person and I wasn't seeing the clients. I wasn't getting the energy that I really needed. I was feeling very stuck and I was feeling very hopeless and depressed about life. Just thinking what the future is going to be and not wanting to be fake or not authentic because everybody knows me as a very upbeat and very optimistic person. I felt that I couldn't translate that properly to my team or to my clients. So I thought, you know what? And actually we were very afraid to initially go away. My husband and I said, let's just go to Florida. We'll just go for 10 days and then we'll get refreshed. We'll get that taste of freedom that we wanted so badly. We just wanted to see what normal looked like again, because like I said, we were very depressed. So we did. And as soon as we got off the plane and as soon as we walked out, we said, oh my goodness, This is what normal looks like. It feels so good. And we already had felt that within days of feeling like, oh, this is what normal life looks like. This is how to be normal. Then we realized we'd have to go to quarantine for two weeks, come back. And then we were going to go to Mexico in January, which we usually do. So we said, what's the point of going back? And what happened was we had a friend who is in our organization for City Funding Cam. He said, why don't you come down to Naples, Tracy? We were in Orlando. Why don't you and Ron meet me for dinner, for drink or whatever? And we're thinking, oh, that's like pretty far, Naples. And so we ended up meeting him and he's been in Naples for the last two years, traveling back and forth with his clients in the Toronto area. And then we started thinking, well, maybe we could do this. And there was always things, limiting beliefs that made us think that we could never, ever be away for long. It was always the business. And then we have a son that is disabled and it was always, what are we going to do about him? And it was always like, we can't ever leave. But we ended up finding a beautiful home in a gated community that overlooks a pond with a golf course. My husband is an avid golfer, a pool, a security, and this quaint little town that's very much like our Scottish town of Fergus. It's bigger. It's a city. And it's on the Gulf. So we completely changed our lifestyle and bought a place down there. And I operated from Florida. And I even let my clients know. And I told them what I had done. And they didn't care. They were happy for me. They know that I had been working so hard for the last 20 years. They were like, good for you. Good for you. And like, how can we do this? It wasn't one of these things you hit it. You were totally upfront with them on it. That's right. And I remember in Vegas, all those years ago, I would get up at six o'clock in the morning and pretend that I was still in Fergus because you didn't want to tell your clients that, hey, we're in Vegas and, you know, you're having trouble financing your life. And so we were always like pretending that we were home, even when we were away, because we didn't want the clients to know. And I felt so free. I'm in Florida. We just bought a beautiful place here. 
And they didn't care because at this point, nobody was meeting anybody. They were just happy to be able to talk to me. So, and then I opened up their minds about buying in Florida or buying a vacation property or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? We don't have to be stuck where we are now. We can work remotely anywhere because it's now become a remote society. So right. that's what happened. How many clients have you helped, you know, do something like you've done now that you've done it? Just out of curiosity, have you seen more of your clients doing it or are they just still thinking about it? A lot of them just can't pull the trigger. That's the difference between people who are fearless and people who have fear, right? They're all in the midst of, you know, we're going to go down there. We're going to check it out. How do we do that? But I'm in touch with at least 10 people that want to do exactly what I've done. I've been thinking about marketing that whole idea probably through a reverse mortgage. We have all kinds of seniors in Canada who spend winter and it is good to go to one place now rather than travel all over the world. And they could do a reverse mortgage and have a place down in Florida and not even make a mortgage payment or make a partial mortgage payment. So especially people in Toronto and in the higher priced areas sitting on a million, a million and a half, you know, they're going to give it to their kids that are going to fight over it. No, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Enjoy your lives. So that's the message I've been giving everyone. And they are thinking about different things. People are thinking of cottages. People are thinking of lands. People are going out west. That's the biggie. People are going out east. Some, yeah. you know, everybody's trying to find a solution in this last year about changing their lives. And I'm like facilitating that, especially when people have never had the idea of doing something. And then you show them the way. It's really exciting. Well, in a way, you touched on this, your friend who's living down in Naples, who's been coming back and forth, the mortgage person, you see someone else doing it, it makes you realize, wait a second, I can do that. And then now you do it. And now your clients are seeing you and they're like, I can do something like that. So it's interesting how sometimes we just have to see someone else do it. Then it gives us the confidence to be like, well, they're no smarter than me. Why couldn't I do the same? So that's really That's right. Live where you want to live and operate now your business where you want to operate your business. And Quite frankly, who wants to stay in Canada? It's freezing cold in the winter. It's like risky. Some people like snow. I'm not at the age where, you know, I'm snowmobiling or cross-country skiing anymore, unfortunately. So, you know, I like sunshine. I can't believe that I could actually, you know, move to this lifestyle because my husband, Ron, has been trying to do it for the last 20 years. He's been mentioning it. So it's kind of his manifestation. Right. That's amazing. That's so good. Okay. So I kind of jumped over some questions, but I want to ask you about, so I love quotes and how they're memorable and portable. Do you have a quote that's really had an impact on your life or business? Yes. I love Andy Rooney. Do you remember the old Andy Rooney? Yep. On 60 Minutes. His quote is, everyone wants to live on top of a mountain, but all the happiness occurs while you are climbing it. Ooh, that's good. So how have you applied that to your life or business? So... I think like I'm always looking for joy. I'm just one of those type of people that I'm always looking for the bright side of life and optimistic. And I was certainly challenged this year, I must admit, but I always am looking for the happiness pill and whether it's through great experiences, whether it's a great conversation with friends, all of those things just bring joy. So I've been really focusing on what brings me joy and have done that for the last 20 years. And if you focus on what you love and what you enjoy doing, you're going to have a happy life. And there's nothing better than helping people. And that's probably the biggest draw that I have in this business is 
I love to help people and I love to create opportunities that they never even thought of. So that's the energy that I get and the energy I want to create in my clients. So they can also see that it's just not wash, rinse, repeat, as my husband would say. But there's fun, there's joy, there's celebration. Yeah, nature, trees, mountains, different places, places to explore, foods to eat, cultures to enjoy, and really taking all what life has to offer and really just living and breathing it. Well, I have to say, like, you are an incredibly positive person. Like, just talking to you, I'm feeling in a better mood already. I'm just like, <laughs> I could call you up and just be like, hey, let's talk for a few minutes and you get me in the right. You're just like so upbeat. So let me ask you about this. So I would assume 20 years in the mortgage business, you've had some failures, but, you know, they're never permanent if you learn from them. So can you share something that you failed at, but now you look back and go, hey, there was a lesson? Because I think sometimes that's useful for people to hopefully learn from each other. So I would say the biggest failure I've had is my marriage, my first marriage. So Ron is obviously my second marriage, my first marriage. And I had uh, four beautiful children that were, you know, that are now adults. And now I'm a grandmother of eight children. But I would say my marriage and I don't know if you're aware and whether any of your listeners are aware, but one of the life changing people and books and movies I read is about Joseph Campbell. So when you actually feel completely alone and despondent and you see the foundation of your life, and I was only at that time 36, I thought I was washed up. I thought I wasn't worth anything and everything that I had dreamed of, you know, having a great family and, you know, friends and everything else, all of a sudden I felt very, very alone. And I probably had a mental breakdown, but never was hospitalized (laughs) because I can remember not being able to write my name on a check. I had an employee and I had a good friend at that time said to me, Tracy, just do one thing at a time, like one day, just do one thing. And I'm thinking, well, that's easy because I was just so devastated. Right. which, Which Joseph Campbell book? Or which ones do you recommend? Is he the guy with like the descent into like the Amazon or something? Is that the same guy or is it somebody different? Yeah, I think it is the same guy. So he talks about that when you are at your lowest point in your life is where the greatest growth will come. And usually they talk about you will actually face yourself. And he was the one that started the whole Star Wars trilogy. It was his idea of how you have to, you know, have an enemy, you have to find out who that enemy is, and you have to fight the enemy in order to, you know, find happiness. And usually it's at the lowest point in your life that you have to say, well, what do I want to do? Nobody Mm -hmm. prepares you for your marriage to fail or your business to fail. And your self-esteem goes right down into the toilet. And then you just like crawl scratch your way out of that bottom day by day. And then, of course, an explosion of, you know, things start coming your way after you grovel in the dirt and the muck. (laughs) Well, what's crazy to me, like, is you can talk about, you know, back when your marriage failed and the business and talking to you now, I'm like, I couldn't imagine I know that you were obviously there, but it seems like so far away from the person you are today. I guess like the person you are today is a completely, I'm sure, different than you were then. But you had to go through that in order to probably be who you are now. 
Exactly. And, you know, I actually thank God that I actually went through that because I'm able to connect on such a meaningful level with people who have gone through a divorce. And I actually am able to mediate between the two of them usually. So it's a win-win situation because I learned so much by going through a divorce and help both people leave with their dignity, both people buy a house or keep a house. And so I can think of so many of our clients, first single women and with children and thinking I have to sell the house you know, I say to them, you don't have to sell the house and let's figure out how we can get you to stay in the home because that's what your children need and want. And we'll help your husband too. And of course, it's not rocket science. I do it with co-signers or parents come in or somebody comes in and they rebuild. And to see that sort of repeating patterns, this, you know, down and out and then come back and then you see the phoenixes rise and all of a sudden they come through the door and they're, you know, got their new husband or new man, you know, now they're making a hundred thousand because before they were making 20,000 and it's just gratifying to just let people not lose everything financially when they're going through separation. So whenever there is a call for separation, everybody on the team says, well, my daughter, Melanie said, give that one to mom. She's like, you have have an empathy that you've developed through personal experience that you can't replicate that. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So I want to ask you some like rapid fire questions. So these you can answer with shorter answers if you like. So like, what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? I do doobie doobies. Doobie doob. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you think it means, Scott? Okay. Sorry. Okay. I understand what you're saying. All right. People don't know that. Now they will know. So you know, (laughs) Uh, that's hilarious. Okay. What about what's a movie everyone should watch at least once? I like the new Netflix Seaspiracy. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was life changing. We're fish eaters. Really doesn't make you want to eat fish after watching it. But I sure my mind was completely opened about sustainable fish. Yeah. It's so riveting. And the information, I love documentaries more than, you know, yeah. I don't really like horror movies or anything else. I love documentaries. So, I'm always afraid of these because I'm afraid of like ignorance is bliss in a way. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh my gosh, because then once you know, it's like, well, then if you don't change your behavior, then it's like, well, what kind of, you know, so I've seen that. I haven't watched it. So, you know, it's on my list, but I'm afraid to watch it. But yeah, I, I was afraid to watch it, but I am glad. And it has helped me think about things and change some of my ideas about what I'm going to do in terms of fish. And habits and so, okay. So what's one software program or digital tool your business couldn't run without? Oh, we love our purview. Our purview, we're able to do title searches and see what's on it. It's a great selling tool because you can sit in front of a client. You can say, oh, you're putting an offer in on this house. Oh, this is what the house is valued at. You know, this is the previous owners, especially, you know, information is power and you can tell people what their properties are worth. You know, especially when I get a call from an area that I'm not really that familiar with. Mm-hmm. I can do the homework very, very quickly. And the clients are very impressed with it. You see the price is going up for that though, hey? Yes. Yeah. So right I, now I, it's free yeah, for us. It's, yeah, it's going to go to quite a bit more expensive, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, so what's one book you recommend for our listeners? I love 10 Times by Grant Cardone. I went to his conference uh, two years ago, right before COVID. It was just blew my mind. The best conference I've ever been to. It was in Vegas. Yeah, it was yeah. a great conference. So 10 times Grant Cardone. 
And then elevator question, if you're on an elevator, let's say you're in Florida, for instance, maybe, and you run into your ideal client, how do you explain what you do? It's a Canadian, let's say, because, you know, they're not American, but how would you explain what you do in 30 seconds? So I usually say, would you like your mind cracked open? Because we've done this in dinner parties. It goes silent after you say your mortgage. Oh, yeah. They're like, I already know what that is. One of my cousins is a mortgage broker. Yeah, here we go. Like, yeah. So you just say, do you want your mind cracked open? And where do you go from there? Because who's going to say, yeah, sure. Like, is it going to hurt? I think is what I would say. Like, is it going to (laughs) hurt? my brain, right? No. So I usually say something like that, sort of a shocker. And then they say, well, what do you mean? And I said, you know, if you have been with a bank, they have done you absolutely no favors and actually, you know, ruined your chances of creating wealth. So I have the ability by restructuring, looking at you holistically and every part of your a life, what your dreams are. Do you have a dream? I usually ask them that question. Do you have a dream? And they say, oh yeah, I always dreamed of having a cottage, but I could never afford it. And I said, what if I can make that happen for you? And they go, that would be amazing. So, you know, ask a question and crack open their mind. And they're like, oh yeah, please tell me, give me a call. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then last question, DeLorean. So remember the movie Back to the Future, put you in the car, send you back 20 years. So when you're first starting out, you moved to Fergus And if you could sit down and say, okay, Tracy, these are three things you need to know. What would you tell yourself? Okay, so make sure, I mean, this is different now, but make sure you stay in touch with your clients and get their emails and both phone numbers because 50% will split. So you want to make sure that you have both husband and wife because in the early go, we didn't do that. We just got a phone number. And now, you know, we lost a lot of those first, I'd say five years where we would have had emails and we could have stayed in touch with the clients. So stay in touch with your clients through your CRM program, phone calls and everything else. Number two would be once you hit 100,000 in revenue, you need to hire a part-time assistant. So, so many people, I waited too long for that and I did too much for too long and you know was burned out at certain parts of the last 20 years, but I wish I would have hired somebody earlier in the game. And number three is build a great team. They will make money for you and eventually give you your freedom. So that's what's happened to me. Like I've got my freedom now. So I never ever thought I would. I thought I would actually die in this chair, probably seeing a client. I never understood that, that, that you can actually gain for, freedom. For you and for them to be like. That's right. She's killed over, okay. Somebody wake her up. Yeah, I really did think that that would happen because I had no idea how to get out. And now right. I've got my freedom. Beautiful. Right. So in a way with COVID forcing you to kind of probably pull back from being everything for all your clients, you said, let your team rise to the occasion. Gives right. you a, hey, you can see a path now that you didn't see before. And you said you chase joy. So now you can chase joy because you're like, we can do things that we've been wanting to do for years, which is, right. you know, make a lifestyle thing and integrity with your clients because you haven't hidden from them what you're doing. You're like, hey, this is what we're doing. And hey, maybe we can help you do something similar if you have a dream. So Yes, that's exactly right, Scott. And what I can say to the clients, here's what I say, because the team takes over the majority of the clients because they're getting the calls in. And then, of course, I call back on the cell phone when I'm in Florida. But here's how we're able to hand off. I can choose which clients I want to deal with. So when I get on the phone, I say, hey, you know, Susie, we're actually in Florida. We bought in Florida. I tell them the story. And I said, you know what, I'm starting to slow down and I'm only choosing to deal with a select group 
of my best clients and you're one of them. I will always be here for you. You know, I just want to make sure that you know that. And my team has taken over a lot of the, you know, day to day. And they're just so happy that they're the special ones. And it's true. So now I get to select and the team can deal with all those difficult clients that I hated dealing with. They can learn off them. Or the kids of your clients. So like they got kids. Yeah, exactly. The kids of our clients. And they have the perfect excuse too. They can say, well, Tracy's in Florida. So, you know, but they're very happy. And then they build the relationship, which has happened with Sandy and Melanie. They're now able to build the relationships with the clients' children or new clients that come in. And it's a really good system. Right. That's amazing. It's been awesome. Tracy, I'm going to have you back on again at some point in the future and see how your business is running from Florida because I absolutely love chatting with you. you got so much energy. I have another mortgage broker friend. I see she's like a can of Red Bull. You're pretty close. You're like, your energy level is awesome. So where can people find you online if they're trying to look you up? Best to just Tracy at PriceTeamMortgages.ca. I have a Facebook page with 3,000 viewers, uh, PriceTeamMortgages.ca. And uh, yeah. Very happy to be able to share this with you today. Yeah, it's been amazing. So thanks so much, Tracy. It's been awesome chatting and, you know, congrats on your move (laughs) and everything's working for you. Thanks, Scott. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.